everyone and welcome to uh, Morgan Webster's Wrestling Friends. It's been a while, apologies. Um, it was a busy a busy December. I decided then I was going to try to get some episodes out, possibly towards the end of December. And then just thought to myself, you know what? I've been pumping these out in the regular now for nearly two years. And I thought I'd take a, a couple of weeks off. Of course, that busy December then turned into a busy January. And I've been playing catch-up. I did spend a week down at the uh, the brand new Dury Performance Centre as well. I was going to grab some episodes then. And for one reason or another, just didn't happen. And uh, yeah, I've just been trying to trying to kind of string back and grab as many as I possibly can on the way back. But hopefully, fingers crossed, this will be the start of many. I do want to have one lined up for next week as well. Uh, hopefully as well, this weekend I should be able to record a few. I'll get a little bit more into that. But yeah, it's been a while, 2019. Um, let's see if I can get this intro correct, because it's been a while. So uh, this voice, of course, you're hearing is the undisputed king of the mods, the mod father himself, Flash Morgan Webster, or more importantly than that, for the next 45 minutes to the hour, to the hour and a half, however long this conversation with Paul Robinson goes this week, I will be your host. Or as I see it, facilitator for all these chats, discussions, gatherings. You know me, I absolutely love that word, gatherings. With your wrestling favourites, or as I, as I like to call them, my wrestling friends. That's pretty good. I'm pretty happy that I've got all in one go. So I uh, am yeah, my wrestling friends. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend. Uh, do whatever you need to do on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever. Wherever you get your podcast from. It does come to you, hopefully now, most weeks, uh, free of charge. And again, I'm able to do that thanks to our wonderful sponsors, which are pinsandknucklesmerch.com. So if you're looking for uh, any place to embroider, to do some subliminal printing, to do some screen printing, vinyl printing, then uh, Pins and Knuckles Merch are your peeps of pinsandknucklesmerch.com. That's if you're a wrestler as well. Hopefully I should have some more codes coming soon. Of course, I haven't uh, pumped a podcast out in a while. So of course, I just haven't had any codes coming my way because if I'm not advertising... They're, uh, they're not obligated, of course, to check me a code, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I should have some more. I've crossed my fingers a lot on the opening of this so far, uh, which maybe doesn't say a lot for the faith I have in myself. But, yeah, if you're looking for any place to print, uh, embroid, and not just t-shirts, they do hoodies, they do crewnecks, and they'll, do, they'll match any price as well. So if you have a place that... Is pretty good when it comes to price-wise, but they maybe take three or four weeks for a turnaround. Then Pins and Knuckles merch will uh, will meet their their price, and usually it's a seven-day turnaround as well. I've had I've had them pop up my door within three or four days. Sometimes if you're in a rush, definitely go check out pinsandknucklesmerch.com and tell Shannon and the rest of the team that I sent you. But yeah, thanks to them, we're able to keep that podcast free of charge. Um, but of course, if you're not after anything like that, then uh, maybe jump over to morganwebster.bigcartel.com. I uh, don't even know what's on there. For honest, I haven't got any t-shirts done in a while. I I felt that maybe I kind of did a lot of t-shirts last year. I did just sell the last of the, the Beatles tribute one. And to be honest, I have one or two ideas, but just not feeling it at the moment. So uh, there are some prints over there. So definitely go check that out. And go grab some prints from Morgan MorganWebster.pickartel.com. But uh, apart, I'll get some 198 t-shirts that we have over there as well. Myself, the Wild Boar, the, uh, the 198. We have t-shirts and we have uh, a few of those hoodies, which I'll be popping up as well. But apart from Morgan Webster merchandise, there isn't any at the moment. I'm, and 
I might pop some out in uh, the coming months, but at the moment I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of liking not putting merch out. Uh, it's not said a lot of time, but you know you 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 buy T-shirts and you buy them sometimes in a big bulk as well because the more you buy, the cheaper they are, and uh, sometimes they sell great, and sometimes they they pump straight out, and sometimes every wrestler will tell you this. You'll order maybe a few too many, and then you've got them laying around the house, or you're going to shows hoping you can shift them. And sometimes it feels it can be a bit it can be a bit stressful. And social media doesn't help either as well. If if there's a wrestler out there that puts some merch up, and all of a sudden they get rid of them really quickly as well, and then you're there still struggling to get rid of some t-shirts, which has happened. And I know I've been the other way around as well. I know that there's been wrestlers out there that have bought t-shirts and then seen that I've sent a truckload of t-shirts out, so I know exactly that I do. I can trigger somebody and I can add to that anxiety as well. But uh, sometimes, yeah, it can be uh, quite anxious not being able to get rid of that merch. You're thinking, well, do I need to reduce it? How do I get rid of this? It's, it's taking up space in my house. I've invested money in this. And it's quite nice at the moment to uh, not put any T-shirts out and uh, know that I haven't got to try to sell any. And uh, I'm quite enjoying that at the moment. But yeah, we do have some 198 T-shirts over there. Um, and we do have some hoodies. So definitely go check that out and help keep this podcast free of charge on the airways but yeah all that very very grateful of course if you do want to book me for any upcoming seminars uh, or maybe you want to host a live wrestling friends uh, at a venue or at an event then uh, all that can be done at morganwebster.bigcartel no that's wrong at all look at me you tell me I haven't done it in a while <laughs> apologies that can be done at flashmorgan at live.co.uk but of course if you are enjoying the podcast well that was a real big mess up on me apologies you can tell I haven't done this in a couple of weeks of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, but you uh, you can't really afford to give anything out, I know in Stan January, uh, a lot of people are still skin for Christmas, then uh, maybe just give me a cheeky shout out on the social media. I'm at Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter. I am Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster on the Facebook. I am at Flash Morgan Webster on the Instagram. And I love seeing those. As I said, if you want to book me for a seminar or a live wrestling friends or uh, an appearance, then all that can be done at flashmorganatlive.co.uk. Not morganwebster.bigartel.com. No, it is indeed at flashmorganatlive.co.uk. I don't think that was that bad. That could have been a lot worse, considering I haven't done a podcast in eight two months. Um, I'm quite happy with that. Anyway, this week's guest is Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson has been one of my most requested uh, guests on this podcast. Um, I did do uh, an earlier episode uh, with the Swords of Essex, but um, it was was my very first episode. And if I go back and listen to that episode now, um, one, I cringe at how bad I am at facilitating that conversation. Um, I also really don't get on or talk about any of the major subjects, which I should. It was at a time where I literally put a recorder down and thought I could just have a conversation with my mates. Um, had no real layout or structure or anything like that and uh, over time I've kind of realised that even even my mates that I'm really really good friends with you know the likes of Mark Andrews, uh, Wild Boar, any of those I still have to show up with an itinerary still with a checklist of things I need to talk about and yeah we'll ramble yeah the conversation will go on for an hour two hours three hours whatever that's no problem but I do need to know that I am asking the questions and the stories that you guys want to listen to otherwise it's just two guys rambling on but yeah Got to sit down with Paul Robinson this weekend. Uh, I was down at Progress Wrestling uh, out the back, so I, I was planning to get another one done with uh, Angelico. Unfortunately, uh, time constraints didn't allow that. 
Uh, but that will happen at some point. He's around a little bit more. I definitely want to sit down and have a chat with Angelico and uh, me and him get on very, very well. But yeah, I got to sit down with Paul before the doors opened. Uh, if anyone was at Progress this week, of course, you'll see how the show ended with uh, Kid Lycos, unfortunately, getting hurt. Um, he, no doubt, uh, I was chatting to him earlier on because he had a shoulder dislocation, which, of course, I had, and uh, just kind of gave him a little few tips and just kind of said to him, uh, pointing in the direction of a good physio, and hopefully, hopefully he won't be out too long, and uh, I have no doubt in my mind that he's already creating some sick some sick artwork or some sick t-shirt or something. So uh, once that goes on sale, definitely head over to uh, his Twitter, definitely head over to his big hotel and support him. I know how hard it is to be out when you're injured and uh, he really is one of the good guys. He really is. I enjoy uh, Lycos' company a lot. So hopefully he won't be out too long and uh, you can you can support him by heading over to uh, his big hotel and buying some of his lovely merch because his merch uh, really is great. So uh, get well, my man. Hopefully we've seen you around soon. Hopefully we have another match. We had a great one for the Attack Pro Wrestling Championship last year. So uh, fingers crossed we get to uh, we get to do that again. But yeah, got to sit down with Paul Robinson. It's a really great chat. It's a proper retrospect, not just of uh, uh, Swords of Essex, but we talk about him breaking at the business. I've known uh, Paul since I was 15 years old in the backyard. So we talk about that life of him kind of doubled it in between backyard and pro. We then talk about uh, the decision to stop doing uh, stop doing backyard and, and concentrate a little bit more with Pro. We talk about how he got involved with Progress, which is where his main body of work and where a lot of people know him from. We talk about the turn uh, from Osprey as the Swords. We then talk about uh, his run as a heel. And we talk about uh, Wembley, uh, the death matches, and then lead all the way up to uh, what's next. It really is a great little conversation. I probably could have spoke to him for easily another half hour. So there are a few points that I do maybe not touch on, which again is great because I can get him back on. But uh, it was something that I was very conscious of when I was chatting to him. And I know that he wanted to uh, make sure that he planned and uh, practiced some stuff before the show. So I made sure that uh, I didn't run over too much time when it came to uh, chatting with him. So it's uh, just over an hour's episode. So it's a lovely little chat and it really is a full retrospect of Paul Robinson. I think that's some... No, it doesn't. What have I got coming up? Yeah, of course. Um, this weekend, I head out to Phoenix. So I head out to Phoenix tomorrow, which will be today, I guess. So when everyone's listening to this podcast on the way to work, I'll be on my way to uh, Manchester Airport to fly out to Phoenix, where myself and a few others of the NXT UK roster are uh, part of Access. So if you're at Access, if you're an American listener, or if, you, if you're a world listener and you're going out to a Rumble this week, uh, one, safe travels. Two, uh, have a great time. And three, if you've uh, if you've got tickets for access and you're there when we're there, come and watch the NXT UK guys. There's a reason that Takeover was uh, was such a big success for us. Every week we do have some of the best wrestling in the world. There's a reason why WWE came to the UK, and there's a reason why they're uh, bringing us over for access as well. So if you're out for Royal Rumble, definitely come and check that out. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I can find some time and I can sit and I can chat with uh, one or two of my wrestling friends from the NXT UK roster, and I'll have some more episodes for you next week. I have one lined up, so that should happen, regardless if I chat to anyone or not, uh, but hopefully I should get one or two done, and then I've got a month's worth of podcasts. But yeah, now that really does that really does sum up everything, uh, and my week in review, and what's going on this week, and this week's episode. So yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy what really is a great episode. We're the one, the only, 
Paul Robinson. The bad times are coming. Give it a listen. But that's about it. That's the only thing, I didn't know this room. I didn't know this room existed. Be fair. No, I think I've I've always kind of accommodated rooms backstage and then kind of fell in trouble then when they wanted it. to. I reckon you come in your main event time. There's a piece of to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> people, yeah, but, that's yeah, quite yeah, a good yeah, shot yeah. actually. Isn't it? Five back here. The people who have uh, spent those two hours before the show starts. I don't know. I've had a match here and come up and use that electrical cupboard and then like. Lock somebody in there. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was watching uh, Funk and Anita actually before we we came. And there's uh, he gives him these great punches and then he falls into. The, I totally forgot that the uh, it was like an exploding barbed wire match. So he takes the punch and I'm like, these punches are great. He takes one and falls back into the ropes when it exploded. Jerry shit myself. I totally forgot. <laughs> That's stupid matches. Though. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, I've joined you today by Paul Robinson. Hello. I'm good. Well, I'm good. Uh, um, I was thinking on the way down. You, I did my first ever episode was with you, with you and the swords, and it's one of the ones I've always wanted to come back and do because yeah. I literally put the recorder on. And I don't know if you've ever listened to it back. I remember Chris Roberts saying to me, he was like, first ever episode, he went, man, I couldn't listen to it. He was like, people talking over each other. He was like, there was too much. He was like, there was, and then he was like saying like, oh, he was like, you, you didn't hardly speak to Paul about like all the all the IPW stuff, like all the leader stuff, and I was, and then, he was like, but Will, I was like, you didn't touch any of Will's New Japan stuff, I was nah. like, oh, really, yeah, three of us, though, yeah. I think it was more a case of, we had just spent like, half hour trying to do a promo, yeah. like, if you think about it, at the time, we were like, the best of friends, and most, yeah. and, but we'd, we'd all moved away, like, Scott had moved away, so I think we were just happy to be with each other, yeah. so it was just like, three mates, talking to another mate, and, and I also had never done yeah, podcasts no, no, before, yeah, so, so I thought it was, I thought it was piss easy. No, no, didn't, no, obviously, no, was, obviously it wasn't. Different. So I'm glad that I've, I've got you uh, back on and yeah, do no, a I'm single one as well. Yeah, it's good. Um, how I usually like to start these, Paul, is uh, what's your earliest memory of wrestling? When can you remember falling in love with wrestling? Um, it was, I'm, I'm assuming, a videotape. Uh, it was George the Animal still chewing corner pads, is all I remember. He used to rip, I'm sure he'd like rip the corner pad apart and he was chewing all the foam and... The big airy dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's my first memory of wrestling. Um, I think it was a videotape. That might have been, I might be wrong, a Survivor Series, but I don't know. Uh, it's just, Were you uh, all in? Were you all in after seeing uh, that? Or? Yeah, because all I remember <laughs> then, yeah, 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 was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was good. Uh, no, I, all I remember then is uh, like going around the boot sales with my parents, picking up videotapes, VHS tapes, hmm. watching them as a kid, and then I'd have soft play toys and figures like the old. The old little three, four inch little, throw, yeah. uh, I can't remember what they were called. Um, I had a big yellow box of them. Uh, so it was just like, it's always, ever since I started watching it, I've always watched it. Um, it's always been there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's why them. And then when I get into school, I remember year three is my first memory. So how old are you in year three? What, so you well, are. Oh, boys in year three now, so eight. seven and eight. Yeah, 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 that's it. So I remember being from the age of seven and eight. Um, we had a group of friends that would wrestle on the school field and pretend to be our favourite wrestlers. Um, and then that developed through the years into backyarding. So, <laughs> so, 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 were, the, so were the lads that you... Because like, there's, no, there's no secret that I've known you for, for years. I've known yeah. you since we, I was like 15 years old. So were these lads that you kind of met through school at that age, were they the lads that came on to become... No. They were, <laughs> no, they were, no, they were just my mates that... Like, Watched wrestling, and it weren't like we were we were just reenacting like moves. Do you yeah, know what I mean? like it was all Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, 
and then like Stone Cold and we just reenacted what we see on the no, telly. Actually, yeah. uh, and then I think the backyarding started year seven or eight, uh, properly. So you went school. from you went from junior school, you went yeah, from junior school to yeah, high so school. Like there, yeah, so just always because I remember when you go to that point though, didn't you? You go up to secondary school, and most people have dropped off for wrestling. Yeah, and like. I was always, it's going to sound, I don't want to be, I was always in a weird sort of way in school because I did all, all sports, I was on most sports teams. Um, so I knew everyone, I don't want to say it sounds so awful, like the core kids. They played the sports yeah. and I was on athletics teams and cross country. So I did that. Um, but at the same time, I had to find my mates that were into wrestling. And it was like they were always the lesser thought of children. I got you. So, yeah, yeah. so, um, so I was like all the way through school. It was, it was weird. it's a weird one, isn't it? Wrestling when you at that age. Well, I know, 11, you, I know 12, what you're saying because, like, it's, like it's, for example, Bre- Brendan would be kind of like more of the the cooler lot, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. football, he's got rugby and stuff like that. That's it. So he got to an age when we were about 15, 16, when we were proper full into like end of done with like yeah, this yeah, yeah. wrestling, and he went away for like a year. And he mm. went up because he's like, no, no, I'm gonna. And he started bothering with his rugby mates. And he said that a year where he was away from rugby mates, he enjoyed playing rugby, but he said he was probably miserable because he was he wasn't yeah, wrestling. Yeah, no, so I, I found just every any no matter what I did outside or away from wrestling, I'd always watch wrestling and reenact wrestling with my friends or or then like backyarding, which is when Bob and all that. I met Bob. Um, when did I meet Bob? Cool. For anyone who doesn't know, Bob is someone I used to backyard with. I'm 100% going to... I've been meaning for ages well to steal his uh, on all fours. Leg drop. Leg drop. Yeah, 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 I'm no, definitely going to steal that at some point. Backyarding was good for innovation. It was brilliant, <laughs> really? wasn't it? You had it so many cool moves. Um, but no, Bob, I think I met him because I moved into like a house with my parents like two doors down from him. Uh, I was still in junior school then, but and then I went to the same secondary school as him. He was a year above me. And I think we started backyard. It must have been 2001-ish. Like, it was young. It was, it was well, I started 2004 and you were already... Yeah. It was 8 mil, right, eight mil tapes. Do you remember the 8 mil crappy tapes? You had to wait. I remember he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make a video. And you'd, he'd wait for it to upload and it'd take forever. And I, don't know, I, I didn't... He always did the editing that. But it was back then. And, uh, yeah, so, I've, yeah, the wrestling's just always been something that's there so did you did you not think to yourself oh I'm going to look for a pro school or something or, uh, or was you that happened yeah no that happened in about see that happened in 2002 I think so you was. literally did start so, yeah. the backyard and then think I'm going to try to find a pretty much it wasn't it was more of a group discussion I think Bob was probably the person that suggested it he's, I've probably got him to thank for my wrestling <laughs> um, in a way because he's always the one that pushed us to wrestle and then he found the wrestling school and there was a group of us me, Bob Lewis, I think was one of the dudes, and I'm sure there was someone else. Matt, maybe. Um, Matt, what do you know him as? He used to wrestle at XBYW, the one in Aussie Mayhem's back garden. Big dude. Oh, Matt. I can't remember. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I can yeah, see him in my head. I'm but sure I can't, he can't. Yeah. It might even been before that, because I think it might have been before we met Aussie, actually. Um, yeah, so that's when we found Dropkicks. I think Bob was the one that found Dropkicks on the internet, Dropkicks Wrestling who was the Who was the coach um, Dropkicks? Tony Scarlo. Frank Reimer helped run it or ran it and owned it with Tony um, Tony was fundamentally the wrestler teaching the wrestling um, then we had so over the years I was there I suppose I was there from until I was at least 17, 18 I was getting there I think <laughs> I'm bad with time, no, timelines um, so it was I left as oh, a little while after 
John Ritchie took over it because I've read on a couple of places they said John Ritchie taught me, and it's like no, I didn't. He's helped. Obviously, he's always helped. Like in anything, I've learned from him. But um, my main instructor was Tony Scarlo, and we always had regular special like guest trainees, like uh, trainers, um, like Steve Gray, Mal Sanders. Um, is it Doctor Death, Mal Stewart? Is it Mal Stewart? No. Oh, see, I'm really bad. That's <laughs> fine, man. You wait until we like start talking Japan. <laughs> What's that, mate? Awful. Um, yeah, so we had like a lot of special guest trainers, and we've like I'm like my first match on a show was 2000 and trainee show. I'm not 2003. It might have been. How long were you trained? So you trained about a year. Yeah, you? that's and, that's good. Though. But it wasn't like it wasn't like we went out there and we were told we can do whatever we want. It was. We learnt to wrestle first in, in rounds. In ring or? No, we learnt on mats. I mean, my first ever bump was a flip bump off the top rope, like Flair Star from the trainer. <laughs> that was in, my in first r- in-ring bump. In-ring? Yeah, and then it was take that, roll out, fuck, like, yeah, yeah, there you right, go. Right. Um, <laughs> it was, I like to think, I caught, like, I always, it's, it's, it's awkward now in today's sort of climate, but I always believed it was good to pay your dues at training and and in the ring out on shows and doing it the way they did it I mean you'd a lot of their training we'd learn to wrestle and then you'd just sit around in a big circle on judo mats they'd pick two people out throw you in there and you've got to chain wrestle for that's what, that's what we did yeah, then, yeah that's, that sort of thing and then then you'd do a bit of shoot wrestling and amateur wrestling and it was all it was all stuff like that before being allowed to do anything American I suppose that's what you thought of it then wasn't it yeah, anything yeah. bigger than sort of chain wrestling was almost sort of as American wrestling yeah they wouldn't so, do any high yeah. spots yeah, so it was learning cool. that and then yeah so the first ring bump I took was in the ring in a, like all lined up come in the ring flip bump off the top rope but after the mats out. and after the grass then it was that, was, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, flip bump was actually yeah, absolutely lovely yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh this is great yeah. um, and even the ring though it was only a 12 foot boxing ring it wasn't a wrestling well, I, re- I remember when I started though like we were on mats as well but I always feel like some of these people now which is great that the scene sort of that's it I'm not mocking what it yeah. is it's brilliant yeah it's working but I know that when the the ring would be there maybe once every three months or whatever and when it did kick, when, it, when it came there or whatever we were like oh my god it's, it's like and you felt that they only let the people who've been going consistently get yeah, into yeah, the ring that's it because you I, I don't know if you know this but uh, if it's happened with you but on the day that the ring would show up there'd be 20 or 30 more trainees but then they would be like well not everyone's going to get in <laughs> now it. but, like, it'd be the you people who consistently which is go. the way it should be um, you get the rest of the rings they'd get it out and always have like Bowed bars, wasn't it? All four sides. It's true. <laughs> that was awful. Um, Who's, what's your first match? First match, guy against a guy called Christian Cooper. Okay. Um, he trained. We trained together. He was a year younger than myself. Um, and then he, that was, I think he might have done that and maybe one other. And then he stopped. He was one of many that start do a match or two and then stop. Mm-hmm. But it weren't. It weren't. He stopped. I think we, we don't think we were still children then. Um, and I know his dad owned a business that he sold. Uprooted the family to America, so it wasn't like he, he life, quite, life yeah, 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 that's it. He's, he's a child. He was doing what happens, isn't it? And then I know he did come back though, um, but he never sort of come back to wrestling. I think I met up with him once or twice when he came back when we were older, just to sort of touch base, and then that was that was it. Never, were you after that match? Then were you wrestling regularly? Uh, camps and when was it? Yeah, so two thousand three, two thousand four, around that sort of time, maybe two thousand five. I was mainly working for. Um, John Coppin, EWF, Brian Manelli on his camps, which was great because I think I've mentioned it a lot before. Um, I don't know, long podcast, so, uh, where uh, when I was say 15, 
and I was at school, a lot of people would go like summer holidays or six week, uh, Easter holidays, yeah. visit family and do boring stuff. And I was doing camps. Like, I don't know, looking back on it, my parents knew what went on in the camp. <laughs> like, at that age, it was like, yeah, right, I'm off for a week. I'd get dropped off at Brooke Minnelli's house in Kent. And then my dad would pick me up a week later, a week later. at his house. And I've just spent a week on the road doing two or three matches a day at least. Slewing in the job. Yeah, yeah, as a child. Though. That's, yeah. that's why I always look at it, because it's a lot of forgotten time for me. I, I forget about it, because there's so much happens now with like, yeah, most. what's going on. It's like, hang on, I was... Like I was doing a lot. I was resting a lot more then than I am now but because you, reality's in the way. But you also, as well, I feel at this point as well, it wasn't as if you were full on with the with the pro stuff either. You had the one foot in, the one foot out because yeah. you were still yarding at the time as well. Oh, yeah, 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 you were, yeah. Why, why do you think you made that decision? Because I, I know for Pack, for example, when Pack decided he was going to go yard, uh, going to go pro, yeah, he kind of slowly kind of cut it all off, and he was like, right, I'm just going to be. Pro. Yeah, but as far as as far as I've known you, as long as I've known you, you've always been that guy who had one foot in and one foot out. Like I remember, yeah, 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 I remember doing a weekend with you and then coming home and watching you on the wrestling channel. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it, it was hard because my best friends at the time, like Bob Plague and that group, like yeah. uh, Quake Lee, um, Scotty, uh, I was knocking around with them socially, and they were backyarding. So if I was around on a Sunday and they were all wrestling over the field, five minute walk from my house. I'll go and wrestle with mates because yeah, yeah. like, that's what they were into that's what they were doing if that's I'm not you see I sit at home on my own searching stuff on the internet bored out my brain or go and wrestle with and mates. I guess as well you it's, probably you probably go you know I'm going to come and watch and then before you oh, know yeah, yeah, before you know yeah, yeah. 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 I think it was in the stage where I like wore a mask at one point <laughs> and, and but yeah no it was good it, I don't know. Was it frowned Was it from the point? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell anyone. I remember me and Jimmy Birch. Um, we were both. I can't remember what year it was. Uh, the early to mid two thousands. Alex Shane had let us. I think he'd paid for us both or covered the cost, however it works. Um, to spend a week at the FWA Academy in Portsmouth, and it was a New Year week. And he's, the weekend before we went down, I think we went up on the Monday, or it started the Monday. Um, that weekend, Jimmy Birch had backyarded. With the, the lot I did, yeah, and he had scars. They'd, they'd done wrestled Aussie and strapped like three light tubes together and taken that over the head, and he was cut up. And then he, <laughs> the first day, he decides to wear like a uh, BYW legend shirt, Jimmy Birch, like vest. I think the one he wore on the lock up your son. Yeah, yeah. That. and um, I knew him, and I got a little bit roughed up down there, but he got because of his like he'd just done the lock up your son's documentary. Yeah, he, yeah, he got battered they mullered him for it I've never seen because even back then even 16 17 whatever we were we were still children and yeah he was the scene, and, the scene, and the scene was very different <coughs> a, lot, oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot a lot darker then yeah. as, a, as a kid I took beatings that's I, I I credit a lot of it to being able to take stuff now um but it's beatings but it's beatings it's beatings in the sense of like and you say it shouldn't happen it's beatings not in the sense of like them physically like having a fight with you it's more like oh, you're in the ring you're getting stretched yeah, and you're, it's and been taken advantage of yeah exactly um, in the ring yeah uh, as a like, 15 have, 16 yeah. year old on a camp and there's people I'm not going to name a name there's no need but <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on he'd <laughs> do things like, like you know you'd get a snap there he'd like I don't know 
he'd chop you on the back, you'd be selling that, and he'd give you a big chop across the chest while you're still seated. As great as that is, in front of hundreds and hundreds of people where it's expected on a strong style show, in front of four families and... Who don't like, care. Do you know I mean? Don't give a, give a damn. He was taking liberties. and But I say, no, you don't need to. It's, it's education. Even... You hear the term, uh, you always break the wall here. You hear, you hear the term a lot in wrestling, um, giving a receipt. Yeah. Um, for me, the days of giving receipts are gone. Um, if I get hurt, or if someone hurts me out there, I'd rather not concentrate on, oh, I want to get them back. I'd rather concentrate on, get better, get through the match. You get back in the locker room, you say, fuck was that about, Did Yeah. <laughs> like, and they'll go, oh, sorry, mate, I caught you, I didn't mean to. You go, all right, sweet. Well, nine or ten times now, if me and you have a match and I catch yeah, you yeah. something, I'd probably walk that's backstage it. and the first thing I'd say to you is like, mate, I didn't mean to catch you with that. Exactly, or and that's all it needs now. Um, but for a long time, we were locked in this. He, bear in mind, we, there's a lot of punch, we, we're imitating a fight, if you like, and there's a lot of strikes now in wrestling. You're not going to be out of time every single one of them down to the, like the millimetre. You're going to lay some in, yeah. and sometimes they're going to hurt, and you've got to be able to look beyond it and not go, now I'm going to fucking hurt him. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's a really, really silly mentality. And a lot of wrestlers have still got it. I'm going to give you a receipt. Fuck off. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, if I catch her, and then you give me a receipt, that's fine. I've had that before. I, um, uh, I've caught someone, they've caught me, like, and they've hurt me, like, because I've accidentally caught them. And then you... you guarantee your life on it like I'll call them out the second we get back in the locker room but and but I'm not going to be nice about it that's, well I've had it I've had it I've, I've had it I've had it as well where like for example wrestling hitch and he's caught me one yeah. and the moment I it's, get a chance I catch him with something else it's definitely and then, mates and, and, no no no, no, no I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like for example or like I've caught him with an insecurity and yeah, he's yeah. hit me with a form and when I've when I've hit the floor I know I've got I've got myself Mm, I must have caught him with something. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You always yeah. go like, oh, I must have caught him with something. And but, then you go like, like, okay. Before, though, where you're in a match and you do catch someone with something, and then for, say, you've got five minutes left, it is on your mind, like, I, I, I'm, like, you know what I mean? You know he's got a big strike coming up where he can levy up. I think and me, you're thinking, fuck. Like, well, I think, me, I think me, when me and you had a match, I think you, at one point I think you gave me a stomp and I was like, I think I caught you with something and I think I went, sorry, off into the match. Yeah, yeah. And I think I had something where I was down and you were stomp and I was going, here comes this stomp. Yeah, yeah. I, was, you, I was soft yeah, and yeah. soft, yeah. soft as hell. You shouldn't have to have that worry. You yeah. should be like, we're professionals, we're going to yeah. do our job. Which is, which is why it's great that it's moved on and stuff like that. which is what I love. I can't remember how we've got to that. But um, so you always had that. I said you always had that one foot in, one foot out. Um, and I remember like one of my favourite ones. Uh, I remember is they used to call, they used to like chant "failed indie wrestler" to you in the in the yard yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? I remember they did it once, and I remember you like when I'm a failed indie wrestler, however wrestler just like generico, and you list off all these people. <laughs> I remember just thinking it was like it was great. But um, when did the decision come that you you thought right, I'm going to stop yarding and I'm just going to um, try to concentrate on? Forum died. <laughs> was that was that literally what it was? Pretty much because it just seemed yeah, yeah, it just sort of stopped. Uh, there was no more interfeds because interfeds are the ones. That's what made it special when it doing like heat fest and. and well, even like when I, even when I quit, I quit and I'd stop yard and I said, "Right, I'm done." Yeah. And then a heat uh, an interfed would happen, 
and I'd still go to the Indefence and hang was, out with everybody. It was a social event. And they'd be brilliant. like, well, when the Canadians came over the second time, yeah, yeah, and you had that great match with the with a heel hot tag, which is still one of my oh, favorite yeah. things <laughs> ever, right? Um, I remember that Maccabi was trying his hardest to get a match with me, and I was like, I'm done. And he yeah, was like, yeah. No, no, I've never won. I was like, No. And I came there all weekend. He was going, I've left this day free. If you want to have a match, I was like, No, I'm not. And I and I stuck my guns and I didn't. But in defence, hundred percent would just drag you yeah. back in. That's it. If they, they were going on, I was going to. I would have backyarded. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know what, I couldn't tell you what, there was no, I suppose it was, because I, st- I got a little bit quiet with the wrestling as well, more because reality and real life took over, um, and I couldn't justify having, or, or I couldn't justify not working and earning decent money as opposed to wrestling, and back then, I mean, money's changed, I'm not going to go into that a lot, money's changed compared to seven or eight years ago um, so it's different I can sacrifice a day's work yeah, and come and wrestle now because you make it back yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but before you was if you added up your food for the day and stuff like that you weren't earning a lot so I couldn't justify it so as much as people say you got to sacrifice and, and stuff like that to get more out of wrestling I oh, two kids so again like they're like the oldest is eight now so over the last eight years it's been a case of like he's first so if I can get if I can get overtime in my day job I'd go and graft and work so it wasn't just a yarding that took a back seat it was it was all of it I think for a, for a long time I was just doing I was wrestling when I could as opposed to now I'd yeah I'd I, I think you, I, just, I just wrestle when I can do you, whenever, do you like, think whenever. do you think as well because I was thinking this on the way down do you think that because no, I know when I started the style of wrestling we were, we wrestle now yeah. didn't really exist in Britain and no. if, if it did it was small niche shows which didn't get a lot of crowds in majority of family shows and the backyard and stuff we did was very much the style that we do oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, just not as food yeah yeah so do you yeah of course it definitely wasn't <laughs> the standard but it was the style yeah, was it yeah. very, very high moves, yeah, yeah. high spots heavy yeah um, do you do you think that another reason why you, you were you were still yarding was because you wanted that fix. Oh, and then, definitely, yeah. And as the scene here developed and became more of what we wanted, yeah. the need for to, to go there and get your fix Definitely, because it was freedom, wasn't it? You could do what you wanted. And you'd spend, like... If you knew you'd, like, you'd be yarding on a Saturday with your mates, you'd be thinking all that week, like, what match you're having. And yeah. you'd be planning spots. And you, and you can do it now with pro, but then, because you was restricted of a weekend, like, doing the professional stuff, it was like if you're yarding you'd do anything you wanted mm-hmm. and it's where a lot of moves a lot of us use now I mean we've taken it off of that and we use yeah it. of course so it's, it's um, Will's New Japan finish is, is oh, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just the freedom the freedom was the best and it was your mates I remember and travelling like, I don't know that, that was it it was the freedom and it weren't because of the age you're at it weren't just the wrestling side of it that give like I was 15, and as much as I was, I was being allowed to go off and wrestle and do like the pro camps, um, when I was yarding, I was going off on train trips to Aylesbury or whatever. Yeah. With my mates, 15, 16, bottle of cider. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was the whole experience of of that. I think. Well, my mum, my mum would yeah. be, my mum would. I thought, thinking about it, I was pretty crazy. My mum would be like, I got on a Friday night, and I was always going to have a few cans. I was like 15, 16. And she'd be like, I want you in by eleven o'clock. But she had no problem with me going to Aylesbury. No, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. We would definitely not be getting at eleven o'clock. I was every, she had no problem at all. Which oh, yeah. I remember. Oh yeah, there was some danger. I remember the fire. Dude, was you there? Two heat fest. Oh, four, <laughs> Is this Farage? No, it was uh, Aussie and Bob. 
set a fire in crates with like a dry oh, it was, I me- yeah I remember coming back we'd gone to get food and I remember coming back and Nada just being like what the hell is this fire? <laughs> but I also remember can you remember Farage as well um, Nada coming back and finding like six or seven of the trees cut down yeah, I was because, because be Farage yeah, just decided he had an axe and we had them in boats lined up yeah, and, 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 and when he asked him as well he was like what happened his response was it rained a thousand <laughs> axes <laughs> And he looked him dead, yeah, and he was like, he was, he was like, no, but seriously, what happened? He was like, was was getting, yeah, yeah, that's all he had. But no, I think as well, I think that the crowd as well, the crowds that we had in Backyard were, they were so passionate about wrestling <laughs> yeah. that, again, everyone marked out everyone, that's, that's all right. So and we've got that now here, everyone, yeah. like, we've got that now. But you do things that. in front of 20 people that you'd hesitate to do in front of 700 here, do you know what I mean? But I think it's, as well, it, 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 it was one-upmanship as well, I feel, that because yeah. you're your mates... You make sure they had a killer match or whatever, and you gave it everything. They'd be like, right, I'm going to give it everything. Now yeah, to yeah, kind of respond to it. And so being totally. children, what else? I say it's a lot about wrestling and why. I always put it down to, like, I was lucky I started at my age. Um, when you were a kid, you've got no common sense and no awareness. So you just do things. Now, as an adult, you go to try something and you analyse it and you risk assess it and you go, your brain goes, no, I shouldn't be doing this, and you don't. So I think, same with yourself, us doing stuff and learning then. Yeah. The fear factor was never a sort of so many stuff should have gone. Yeah, yeah, so many spots should have. Oh yeah, yeah. Bazza should have died a million times. (laughs) But because you, you just you could probably do a lot of that now, and but you risk you're risk assessing and you're analysing it, and you go, no, I'm not going to do it, or you do it and you hesitate and it goes wrong. You you feel as a child. That's what I mean. Brilliant. Which I think a lot of like a lot of us have got to thank for that. Like. It's helped us. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, yeah. If you'd started now, I'd be so different. Like, you'd be hesitating or I wouldn't want to... I can't imagine, like, if you put in, like, the shooting star, for example, I couldn't imagine me now thinking, like, so I'm going to backflip, travelling forwards, like, thinking about it, it's like, why would I try that? <laughs> like, see, see, I, see, I never... Yeah. It's, it's crazy, because I never mastered that when I was in the yard. Now, the thought of me trying to do a shooting star now scares the hell out of me. I wouldn't no, do it, wouldn't no. it? But... In the, yard, in the yard, I'll, I used to do a 6.30 off a double fold-up mattress. That's it. That's weird. <laughs> so now like, time to fold yeah. up, it, it doesn't... doesn't so why anything. would you try these things? It's stupid. So, so the forum died, I think, 2009, 2010. And right. I think I, I properly came into... In, got my first debut proper match. I had a little bit of a match and then kind of went away for a little bit and actually went full hog into wrestling. 2000 and, end of 2009. Right. So... Um, well, you did Progress start 2001? Pro, IPW? No, Progress. Progress, 2001? 2012. 2012. So, so, you, so, yeah, so you literally had no gap between that. But when you were doing the IPW stuff, what year did yeah. that come around? IPW, 04, 05? 05, maybe? I was on there, I think. See, again, the, I'd have to check. I'd have to go on that. What's that website? I was looking Cage match. Day. I was looking for something the other day, and I went on it for the first time in ages. And I realised in like 2008 or nine, I tagged with Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh. You totally um, forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it must have been 2005-ish. I was on their second show, I think, and I was just lucky because they weren't because I was so young, and there weren't a lot of people doing what I was that style again. Like you said, yeah. um, Other than Jody and Johnny, they'd sort of they were the leaders do you know what I mean they were the ones that invented it over here they were um, so I used to go to 2002-2003 I used to go and watch FWA so Johnny and Jody were always like was you there for the balcony dive yes I believe so yeah. I used to get front row ringside gold ringside seats um, again I think a lot of the time sometimes for Alex Shane 
Either yeah. that or Christian Coop, are they? Yeah. Did I wrestle first to sort it out? Um, and yeah, yeah, so I saw a lot of their stuff. Um, and then, so I think me and Ashley Reed, we were the main feud of that sort of style in IPW back in 05, 06 time. Um, so that was, that was, I was just given a lot of opportunity there. Um, I wish I'd done things differently. Um, I've got, I don't want to say I've got regrets, but there's things I'd definitely do differently given the opportunity. Um, like what? Honestly, I'd never touch cannabis. I, I'd be dead straight. I smoked a lot back then. I was dying from like the age of 16, 18, that age. I mean, we might cover it, but some people know I was yeah. a bit of an arse. Um, and I wish I'd never started that because I would, if I hadn't started that, and being then started to hang around with them sort of people and being influenced by that, I think I would have concentrated a lot more on being an athlete and maybe going to the gym and yeah. putting a lot more effort into it. Um, and I, I reckon, because I was given so much opportunity against some, you look at some of the guys I wrestled then and what they've done since, as much as I love what I've done, I'm so thankful for what I've got and I, didn't, I wouldn't change what I've done. I just feel like if I'd done things differently, I could have done a lot more. Well, I remember. I remember <laughs> when I. Well, I remember when I came in and like uh, Marty and Saber were the leaders. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when like I, that's in my head like they were the leaders. They were leaders, and then I think I remember speaking to might have been Pete or maybe with Mark Andrews. Yeah. And they were like, oh, but the leaders originally were were them to you and Ashley or whatever. That was. Uh, no, Nico Brixton. Oh well, well, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like. Oh, I didn't know that. So I yeah. guess like the way you the way you probably look at it is you look at like Saber, you look at Marty, and yeah, so like, if you'd kind of yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I would have reached that or done that, but I would have had a better chance had I not make made some decisions that I made when I was younger. But then the day I've, I've at the same time because of that, I've done some things others might not have. So it's, it's all life experience, isn't it? And You've got two beautiful kids as well. I wouldn't change anything because the way my life's turned out, I'm, I'm happy. Um, but now the wrestling scene being where it is, if I'd kick myself up the arse back then, what could I be doing now within yeah, wrestling? Within um, wrestling, I got you. That's it. It's, it's, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm still young, so there's still time. Still <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not. So I think I'm, as, as much as I don't betray it, I'm quite happy person <laughs> you are doing fair <laughs> which, which, which is uh, which we'll get to in a bit but um, well, I, I spoke briefly about progress and we went back but like I feel that you had those shows and then you had you were one foot in one foot, foot out with Backyard and then it, you were probably just ticking along and then progress kind of yeah I, yeah they I was lucky oh, it was luck again replacing um, Niamh Dar uh, was it? I remember I was at I was at a wedding or I think it was at Oh, I don't even want to mention it. Uh, you don't have to. No, it was that stupid. Um, oh, what's that name of that wedding? Oh, film? I know exactly what uh, you're on about. Don't <laughs> tell the brides <laughs> at that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, John Bryan was there. Don't know why. He'd been. <laughs> I know. He booked Mike, didn't he, for the first show? I yeah. think he was on it. Um, yeah, I can't Mike was trying to secure those bookings, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was. At, he was. At, I'd seen John previously at IPW, and he was like this. Dude that sat in the corner with a clipboard. So who's that? He's going to run a promotion. Prick never said hello to me, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, don't think he's yeah. ever said hello to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're joking. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that is very true. That is very true. Uh, no, no. So, yeah, I've seen John about. And I remember I'd had a couple of wines um, at the wedding. And I was next to John. And I went, 
love to work for progress one day, but there's no point really. <laughs> Along, it was something to the effect of, I was, I was, I was merry, and uh, I remember just saying to him, "I get you've got no need to use me." Uh, I said, "Like I've seen your first show, loved it, but you've got guys like Will that do the flips, but with an extra twist. Um, you've got guys that can do any sort of martial art. Like there's guys doing what I do now better than what I do." Yeah, got it. Um, so there's no need to use me I get it but if anything ever comes up give me a call and then it was something to that effect anyway I, and uh, and now I'm dropped out and I think I got an email text or a message through Facebook or whatever it was just saying need a replacement can you fill in and wrestle MK and that was it that was did the one show and sort of been around ever since what show would that have been? Chapter three? Chapter Maybe. Three? I, again, I, I'm not, I, I mean, know. Uh, we don't need to know. Any, yeah. Anyone listening to this can, no. will, will probably match just yeah, tell us what it is or whatever. But um, I, re- I remember that happening, and then you and Will, the next time I, I remember then, the one that was a real breakout was you and Will versus uh, Eddie and. Eddie and Mark. Actually, yeah, that was yeah. a real. That was a real. I think that was a real eye opener for that everyone. Was the, of, yeah, of what you could do. Um, I mean, we had a good tag match at Rev Pro against. In the City Machine Guns, I want to say their name was as a tag team. Rich Swan and the Ricochet. Okay. Um, I think it was that their tag team name. I can't but remember. But that was at Red Pro. That was around a similar time. I'm, I'm sure it was. But, and uh, that was another. That was that with the Eddie Dennis, Mark Andrews. We had a few. And again, in a way, I've got Will to thank for that because he's on a, another level. He makes anyone look good. <laughs> I, watched, um, I watched a spot the other day he did with Chris and Ethan and just the, it's well, back with, oh, yeah. just the way he moved. Oh, just, he moved the, to the outside. I just yeah, don't understand how he, how he knows where he is. No, 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 so I've got a lot to thank because I remember we'd be putting matches together and I learned a lot because a lot of people say, oh, like, I taught Will. I never, I would never say I taught Will. I guided Will and that just was cl- it. Just cleaned up the um, edges a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, it was more and I sort of babysat him a little bit and got a bit overprotective with him at times because he was remember when he started very reserved um, but overall I've learned so much from Will in terms of the modern day way of wrestling and planning and I'm still getting my head around it now and I remember sitting there when we wrestled um, Ricochet and uh, Rich Swan just listening and it was them planning out and we're going through the match I mean you've been around them, them guys they're just it's on a, it's on a different level and I, I was learning so much then um, about the way they construct these modern day matches well I think that what, I think what Will did brilliantly and I want to get Will back on at some point again to chat to him but I feel like, and you could probably test this but we, we, le- we learnt creativity in the backyard and then when you started pro I feel that that was slowly driven out of you I feel because they were like yeah. you've got to learn structure you've got to learn this you've got to learn that and along the way, my thought of how I used to think in the backyard kind of went away and I, it was replaced by this yeah, mentality. Yeah. Whereas the great thing about Will is he came along at the right time where they were craving this creativity and, and he came in and almost just started doing what he did in the backyard on oh, pro. Exactly. Yeah. And then people slowly along the way just kind of needed up the edges. And he's always kept that creativity that he had and he's still one of the best creative minds exactly. in the business now. And so, I think that like, he probably allowed you to kind of loosen the, the pro reins a little uh, bit yeah you? just being around him was I was learning um, and yeah so yeah them two them two matches I find that I learned a lot uh, but even now I always say oh, you're always learning you know? oh, uh, yeah. I was having a conversation the other week at Chaos and which is great yeah that place. no it and is it's great yeah, I'm glad you're uh, glad you're back in yeah. there yeah um, 
And I was saying to someone, because he was saying, he said something about once, when I first turned here, I spat and I hit him with spit in his face. And uh, it was when, like, we were talking and I, I was explaining to him, I I spent maybe 10 years working as a face and then suddenly turned heel at Progress in front of, like, on quite a relatively big stage. Um, and I had to learn to be a villain at five foot three, not weighing a lot, in front of these people. So... If you look then to now, people will still say to me, oh, don't spit in my face. I haven't spat in anyone's face for a very long time. <laughs> because I, when I did, or I was using things like my snot and spit, I was learning what got a reaction, what sort of reaction it got, how it got a reaction. Not just the reaction um, in the ring, but the reaction you got backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't um, do that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no one ever said that, though. It got to the point where people would ask me, are you going to spit on me? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, that's all right, I don't mind. If you just do your spit on the chest, they're like, oh, really? <laughs> that was weird. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I was, I was learning. But a lot of the time, just for the record, the first thing I do, last thing I do before I go out is pour a bottle of water over my head. So if I'm in your face shouting, a lot of it's water running down my face, and I'm spraying that water, there's no spit. Oh. It's all... And, the snot's real, though. It's all good. <laughs> where, did the, where did the idea for the tune come from? Because I, I, because you used to, you used to do like a he, this. What you do now very much is a very turned up, cleaned up version of what you used to do in the backyard. Yeah, you used to be one of my favorite people to watch when we used to yard and stuff like that. And how? Where did the idea from the tune come from? Um, I just wanted progress. to do it. Uh, oh no, no. I was talking to Will, and it was getting to the point where Will was getting exceptionally over. special <laughs> and over uh, yeah. he's always been special no he's he's just he's, he's always he's amazing um, I, I can't I haven't got enough nice things to say about him um, it was getting obvious that he wasn't going to be in Britain forever and it was year it must have been 2014 at least um, I said to him look mate you're going to go and disappear and I don't want to be left in England as Osprey's tag partner that's still in England um uh, I said to him, like, I said, I can't be suggesting to turn. And I asked, because we were tagging at a few places then, it was like IPW, FPW, um, here. Rev and they, they, yeah, yeah. Rev Pro. And I, I suggested it to everyone. Um, everyone turned it down, bar progress. Um, which, again, a lot of wrestlers say exactly the same thing about the, the three guys. Uh, they give you the reins. Like, if you come up to with an idea and you believe it and... And they're on board with they, it. They, they trust. They've got a lot of trust. Um, a lot. And, and so, so, yeah, so I suggest it to them. Suggest it to the IPW owner, um, a couple of other people, and everyone turned it down apart, apart from these guys. And it worked. It just... I don't know how we... I'm guessing... I, I'm assuming... I can't remember. They come up with the idea or, or the story of it. Um... I just said, I'm pretty sure I said I want to turn. Um, so I did it here, it went quite well, and then that's when everyone else would message and say, like, oh, can we, we'll do it at ours, or we'll, we'll do it, and um, it just sort of happened, it took over. I don't know. I don't know. It was good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm glad I did it. Well, they had so, um, they had so much more, like, they had so much more, not the same power, because they still have a lot of power on the scene now, but... They were spearhead during a long time when stuff was ha- like other players were just catching on. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, new yeah. St- this new style, like Rev Pro and them were doing it, and it felt like whenever something caught fire there, it trickled down there. That was a lot. And then that was it, wasn't it? Into regression and doing the stuff with Jimmy was fun. Um, it was just I was just enjoying being a villain because I got to visit the eighteen-year-old me that 
was a twat. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to be that person. And it was, it was, it was fun. I'm and I feel as well that like you're one of my favorite, you're one of my favorite uh, villains to watch, and it's generally because, as you said, how, how tall do you say you are? You're five, five three and about an half. Yeah, yeah. So half's <laughs> <laughs> important. That matters, mate, trust um, me. But like, for example, you and Hitch the brilliant ones. I, I, I like to use the example that you two are probably the shortest guys on the scene, yeah. right? Yet I know for a fact that when you come out. People generally think I wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah. And when and again in, in real life you're cheery, you're happy and stuff like that. And Bo's exactly the same way. Bo's quiet, reserved. But both of you when he comes out, people do think if they had to pick, if they had to pick up the me and him to have a fight with, they hundred percent would pick me every yeah, time. Yeah. Because you, you don't you don't know because no. you guys carry yourself so well it as just, a villain in this field. Run through you. Yeah, no, but the, <laughs> you two just do that yeah. so well and it's to do with the way you carry yourself, yeah. the way you the aggression you bring. And the aggression I think is something that maybe this newer crop are, I'm missing aggression um, doesn't mean hitting harder aggression no. the way you carry yourself and it, yeah and it's one of my main things I try and do with the aggression is carry it throughout I, I try not to provide I'm not blowing out my arse <laughs> I will try and carry on the aggression will be until the second I go back out the curtain through the curtain because um, a lot of people you see they're aggressive and you can tell like they're playing an aggressive person because They'll do it when it suits and not be switched on to your aggressive... If it's, you're aggressive, it's your character, you're always aggressive. You're not just going to die down because you're on all fours crawling to the corner and he's like you're being beaten. Fucking, if I'm crawling to all fours and some little cunt on the front row is still giving it, I'm going to call him a prick and fucking go for them. Cause <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, good. Um, and because and, a lot of people like they'll say to me I've, I've like a couple of people mentioned oh like they think it's a negative that, or that I could be concentrating on selling when um, so I'll just speak like a couple of people said this um, and I'm, I'm too busy talking it's like one of the main scenes or, or, or clips from Connor Habib fight is Habib talking to Connor while he's over the top mauling him and Connor giving it back do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah of course. But even when you're in a fight on the street, the whole time you're fighting, you're fucking, you're shouting. Yeah. And you, you, you're like, if you're over here and science going over there with your, like your mates, you're like, oh, you're, you're screaming and shouting, fuck it. Like, yeah, you know I mean? of course. Like, why? Just because you're on the losing end of a fight, you can still be aggressive and shouting and screaming. Because if that, it kicks off down the pub and you've taken a clip around the ear and you're going back and you're looking around, you scr- you're aware. Of and, and, going do you know on. what I mean? And, so scream and shout like why why take a kick to the stomach and be like oh fucking take a kick hold your kick like uh, like you roll up but you still gobby come but like, I think as well that, 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 that's fine but I, I think I think what I love about you well, well, that, that kind of <laughs> I think what I love about about you as well when you do those sort of stuff is sometimes with wrestling especially nowadays it can become very formulaic and when you are so aware of everything else that's going on you almost cause this chaos which is going on yeah so something can be happening quite flowingly and you can flow and you can do all this smooth stuff as, as lovely as you can I've seen you do it but that can be happening and in between those little bits you're screaming at somebody else you're doing something else and for a second I'll, I'll go oh bloody hell that was great what's going on here and then you'll hit a kick out of nowhere yeah so I don't see a kick coming or something that makes sense you, try, yeah, I try, you feel the gaps um but you almost like you feel it so yeah. much that people like sometimes you can you can do something and they'll be like you you watch yourself and you'd be like kick kick run off kick or something's coming yeah. to you whereas you'd be like kick do 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 and I'm, I just, and all of a sudden another kick's happened yeah, it takes I, me out of that rhythm which is great which is great because yeah, yeah yeah which is I think it's great that's my aim with it just try and I don't like I just try and fill the gaps with aggression 
and it was just you. You had to feel yeah, 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 with you. Yeah, yeah, just just do something. Don't be standing there. Like that's what, I don't know. But it's it's not. But don't, I'm not going to say too much. Um, I've got a seminar at Knuckle Locks. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but I mean, go for it, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Uh, like, no, do you have a seminar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i do that at the end. Um, like, for me, it suits a lot of people, like, to to work the way they the way they wrestle and they can wait for things and do other things. But my style and the way I like to watch it back, if I'm watching myself, is that I just fill the gaps with... I don't know. You're a little chihuahua, that's what you are. You're yeah, an angry yeah, chihuahua yeah, trying to find a, find a great thing. Yeah, yeah. um, you touched on it briefly, but one of the matches I really want to talk about, I think was almost like a coming out party for you, was um, you and Jimmy. Um, yeah. Because I think they had that match, it was thrown in, you had this, uh, people from go see it, go search it out, the, like, almost like the death match. You, yeah. was, let's say death match, it was almost like a death match you had at the, um, uh, at the ballroom. And I think for a long time you were it almost like his right-hand man yeah. Oh, this guy who at the time as well was moving British wrestling forward, and he was he was that oh, he, was, yeah. he, was the, he was the full he, front of that. He was unstoppable at one point. Yeah, right. so, yeah. So and he, drew, he drew everyone. In the he did. He, so, yeah, he yeah, changed yeah. British wrestling. And then you had this match, and you beat him. And I remember just seeing that image of you covered in blood, and that promo you did afterwards. Yeah. And I remember just went, "Oh, things are getting interesting now." But again, this is the same as what happened in the past I feel like I could have done so much more from there and it, it never it sort of stagnated and it, I've only got myself to blame um, but yeah no that match itself that was fun I, I got there it was a new I'd never this, I said at um, the press conference at Wembley the, the press thing um, when people referred to the like hardcore death matches and death match wrestling that was the first time I'd ever done it I'd never done a death match or a hardcore match before other than on the field I think that was the first time I'd ever taken a bump on thumbtacks and done like but it was well it's all it's, it's easy to have a like you switch yourself mentality of it's all superficial cuts yeah so, like, it's hard it's, um, and it had a reason to have yeah, that match it was, it was good though, yeah I, I had fun with that that's one of the most fun times I've ever had in a wrestling ring um, they sat about uh, I, I was talking to Jimmy and, and that before. Did, did you see, after the last show, for example, when I cut my head, um, you smell your own blood and you get an adrenaline boost, don't you? Like, there's that, oh, yeah. No, like, I was like, yeah. Um, and that was, that was the first time I'd experienced that in a wrestling ring properly. Uh, I just, I can't speak. And credit to, like, Jimmy, because um, he guided me through that. Again, cause I'd never done it before. He'd done a lot of it. And... As much as people don't, there's lots. Of, I've never really been a great lover of watching deathmatch wrestling. It's, um, but at the same time, it's an art in itself, and the way it was constructed isn't just we're going to go out there, throw some weapons in the ring, and start hitting each other. Do you know what I mean? Again, it was another learning experience, another way of wrestling, another way to construct a wrestling match, um, and it was, it was fun. It was, <laughs> he's. he's if you're going to do it with anyone, do it with the best. In the country, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, one of the things I know that you definitely wanted to speak about, um, and you just touched on it there when you said, smell of your own blood. Um, <laughs> was, it last year, would it be, was it last year you stepped away or was it year 2017. before? You stepped away in 2017. Uh, yeah, and I, I think you didn't, you didn't feel the need to. And you, you, you stepped away. You kind of said you had medical issues. You stepped away and it looked like, and we were all... As far as we were concerned, we thought you were you were done. Yeah, for the record, though, I've never used the word. I've retired. retired. <laughs> <laughs> just I just couldn't compete at the level 
I'd like to compete at. Um, as much as people for some reason don't like admitting it within wrestling, there's there's different levels. And for some reason we can't mention that because some people feel like we're shitting on others. Yeah, but there is different standards of wrestling, like there's different standards of any sport or yeah. anything like that. Um, so it was just I couldn't, because of the issues I'd had, um, which is for the, I've got the blood condition I've got. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, no, no, it's gone. What's going on? Right, let's see if I can get it. Right, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. A combined abnormality of the prothrombine gene mutation and protein S deficiency. Okay. That, that's what it is. Okay, Dr. Um, Robinson, what is <laughs> that? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> form of thrombosis, basically. Um, okay. But it's, it's something my dad had and his dad had. And I think essentially you, you're at a higher risk of having a blood clot. Um, I'm okay now. I'm, there's no need for any medication. Um, it's just there as a condition. It's not, and that is it. Do you know what I mean? So and when you were, but when me. you when you when you when you stepped away, I'd had it, a clot, and and you thought that I thought would, that was because my dad had had clots, and that was it for him. Like he, he tapered down what he was doing, but he was still like so he was still doing sports on as opposed to because my dad's always been sporty. A lot of my family are. Um, but he was playing like cricket and hockey to a fairly high standard and it was just a matter of he, had, he, he got ill when he was younger so he, he sort of stepped down and just yeah. did a little bit um, as opposed to playing for say Southend first team in Essex and like top premiership or whatever it is he dropped down to playing on Sunday for Cavi Island second team because yeah. like, there's different standards of sport yeah, got, got um, which is all I, I felt I was going to have to do and I did need to do it um, so I did, and but now all is good. So was it what? What changed it? Nothing. Just was it? Was it? Was, I, it, was it? Was it? Was it just a? It was. Was it, it? Was it? Was an overreaction from yourself? I think over. No, because I couldn't have wrestled. I yes, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't have for. I couldn't have like after having the clock. I couldn't have been here for like a couple of months. Got you. Like, doing this anyway because I was on medication. Um, so I, I rightfully stepped back. I just didn't know it was going to be temporary. Yeah, you um, didn't know how long it was no, going to be. No, so which is which is I tried to word it like that, but I think what didn't help was how emotional I got. Yeah, because <laughs> it well, didn't you, mean you, a lot. Yeah, well, you thought as well that yeah. you you could have been on that medication for the rest. Yeah, you and, it, and it's like a lot of people they you think the worst. We do it as humans. We jump to conclusions and we go, oh shit, and we think the worst. And I did that and. I probably I was right to in a way I wasn't wrong to think the worst. Um, I was I was right to. You being you being over cautious. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but now all is well and I can do what I want. Well, sure, obviously because <laughs> you came back yeah. and had that, that killer match with with Jimmy at Wembley, yeah, which, pro- was, which proves which proves. <laughs> I was going to say which proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can bleed and everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, so um, you came back with a man. Everything's all right. Uh, blood ran well. Then, as well. <laughs> it, it was great. It was like, great. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, so it's so all's, all's good now. But if anyone wants to know anything, that is the name. How the was how was how was the the Wembley experience for you? I'd never forget it for as long as I live. It was, it was great. I can't you can't it's like, you can't sort of surmise what mate. It was just walking into the place the first day because we can't whether we wandered in the night before. No, yeah, we wandered in the morning of. That was it because. 
me and Havoc got, we dropped our merch off, I think, first thing. So we woke up in the morning, instead of getting showered, going there, we, so it was only around the corner, we went from the hotel. Yeah. Was you in the hotel? Yeah, because we were going to do we were going to do this podcast, oh, and, and I was late getting there. And, and by the, by then, you and you were just like you were like I think I, I I haven't hung out with everyone in a while. I was like, no, mate. By all means, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, you, and I end up I end up with you as well. I was like, let's just let's just relax. Yeah, that so, was good. That the, the whole experience, was good. which I'm glad we did because we'll I'm glad we, we get to speak about Wembley. Now, so it's yeah. good. Um, and yeah, so we went, we went around, dropped some merch off early, and we just walked into the place about quarter to nine, and it was set up or getting set up, and it was just that was. It, it, yeah, then they walk in that place, um, and then I, I just can't. It was one thing I will I'll never forget as well is walk out and I was looking forward to telling five thousand people they were wankers, right? Walk out you can't see no one. <laughs> just the lights. <laughs> just walk out it's like right, can he is? Where are you? Well, the only only <coughs> downside for me and me and uh, Hitch we spoke about this was. Because we're in the gaunt, because we're in the gaunt, oh, you didn't get we didn't get the whole come no. out and look and it, well, hitched it because we came out and I just dropped my stuff and legged the ring and yeah, I started yeah, yeah. Like, lighting people up. But he got a little bit of a walk around, look around on the way down, and but I was a bit like, oh, I wish. But there was a moment I think we eliminated somebody yeah. who, who they thought was going to be one of the big ones, and we eliminated them. And I got to stand up and <laughs> yeah, be like, like, do the crying signal and be like, we got. And I remember just looking, looking at him smiling yeah. and seeing all the reactions because the people then at that point thought. They're going to win the belts. They're going to take the yeah. That was nice. I remember like doing the entrance. You walk round the ring. And I think halfway round the ring, I thought I could just walk up back up the ramp now. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> done. I'm happy. <laughs> um, but no, it was, I remember at one point I think I had um, the light tubes had broken somehow, and I've got one in each half of one in each hand, and I'm bleeding, and I'm like cussing off the crowd, and I, I'll never forget that feeling because I. That adrenaline, I, I could have taken every one of them on. Because <laughs> when I'm out there, as much as it, you might want to call it a character, when I'm in that character, I believe. Yeah, you know of I mean? course. Like, like, and and I've never felt as as, as powerful no, <laughs> as I, I did then. It was like, shit, like, come on. And it's um, one of those things, isn't it? it's like when people ask why you do this, it's like if we could bottle that up, and just take, take, take a swig yeah, of that yeah. just take a little bit and they take a little bit and they'd be like what was I like now imagine that times a hundred that's, yeah, yeah that's it and, and you've got the opportunity to do it next week yeah and, things, like, it's, and you've created it and you've thought about this for weeks and then you've done it and it's come off that's just, exactly it, it it's you can't explain to people that feeling when you're out there it's um, it's an addiction isn't it it is yeah and that's special what's, uh, what's, ne- what's next then for Paul Robinson oh, I, was talk- I, was, I was around Wolves during the week and he's exactly the same because of a lot of what's going on at the moment he's like so what do you want to do and literally my, my I want to have next three months have as many good wrestling matches as I can and then three months after that have three months of really good wrestling matches and so on um, I'm not there's too much happening at the moment to set a fixed goal my goal is to earn a living out of wrestling uh, more so now than ever um, because Opportunities are there Opportunities to be done as well. And at this stage I'm at in like my personal life in terms of my career, uh, I've sort of got to make a decision. Okay. And so this over the next year or two, but I'm lucky they 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 mentioned it to me. The wrestling, my management at work, so they because they see Eddie on Good Morning Britain, and they yeah. they brought it up to me. Is it something you'd want to do? So I know potentially I could have a conversation with them about doing working well, something out. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, my goal is to make a living from it, but I've got no. I'm not going to say I want this, I want that, because 
I just want to wrestle and have people saying he's good at doing what he does. You want a bit of validation yeah, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, like, hopefully, yeah, like I'm not, hopefully money would be the money, bonus. It'd be, it'd be nice because all I think, I think Eddie said something similar. I've got this far working, like I work at minimum 60 hour a week. So if I can go to work 12 hours a day and graft, and like I, I work for the gas board, so I do a lot of digging and it's physical labour work. So if I can do that 10, 12 hours a day and somehow do what I'm doing now, imagine freeing up that 10, 12 hours. Like I know once, if the opportunity come where I could go full time, the progression I'd make would be like it'd be ridiculous. I know it would be. Um, so I'd love the opportunity, um, but I'm not. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'd rather I earn, I carry on. I'm happy, and I just have good wrestling matches, and people know me as he was a good wrestler. Done. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as I. It's not even that I want validation from people. It's because I, I enjoy it. That's the main thing. Because I love it. I, it's so much fun. But as long as I'm remembered, I say you want to be good. Everyone wants to be. You got to be. You want to be the best at what you yeah. do. So as long as people remember me as one of the best being, little men. Like yeah, 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 he, was, yeah. He, was, he was good. He grafted. He wrestled. And that, I'm happy. But at the same time, I'd love to make a living from it. And if that happens, then for me, I feel like the sky's the limit. More so because. It's it's hard. I, I don't know. It's not like a pity party, but it's hard doing. Because I say I've I've spent hours digging at work, in and doing physical labour work. And obviously, like it's not just digging. It's then because I work with gas escapes, so it's getting down in holes, excavations, confined spaces, breathing apparatus on, working in fire suits, and so it's, it's physical hard work. So I can do that all day, and I've got two children at home and a partner, and I can sort of somehow manage time for them and gym wrestling and the time that you know so you've got to invest in yeah, wrestling yeah. to be able um, I just know that given the opportunity to not have to go to work and to have to, <laughs> con- and, and, and to and concentrate full time on the it, yeah I know full well like things would be different yeah, it changed and, but at the same time you've got to Balance. It's, it's, it's yeah, hard. I, know, it's I, hard know, I, I just want to enjoy. It. I just continue having fun because I just I, I enjoy it. That's the main thing for me. Um, I turn up with a smile on my face and I leave with a smile on my face. Nah, that's, that's the best. So that's that's it. Like, um, how I usually like to finish these up is if you were to give your former self any advice or anyone new coming into yeah. the business now advice, either or, um, what would it be? Again, as a reference earlier, don't smoke. Try not to drink too much. Don't do drugs um, because you need to. <laughs> There's a different mentality between someone who's not a sober person and someone who's not. In general, like, I'm not talking about how he's always pissed or say it, but be an athlete. Look after yourself, yeah. Look, be an athlete, go to the gym um, and have fun. Like, that's the one thing I will always take from wrestling is the experience and all the experiences I've had and the places I've wrestled, the people I've met, the friends I've gained. Um, that will mean more to me than ever walking out of WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then that that's that's the main thing for me is the memories and the friends. <laughs> Wrestling <awesome>. friends. <laughs> um where can they find you on the internet? Uh at PR Wrestling or PR underscore wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook, I've got a page. Don't bother with it. I'm, I think most people know Facebook's hard work, isn't it? I'm trying yeah. to stay on top of it. I <laughs> so, am, I am, I am recently. Uh, Instagram, I do Twitter, about it yeah, Instagram and Twitter, at PR underscore wrestling. Um, yeah. Tell us about the, that Don't seminar. Oh, yeah, the seminar. seminar. Uh, Knuckle Locks. I think it might be the 6th of February. It might not be. Well, if you go check out Knuckle Locks on, on Facebook. On Facebook. I'm, I've retweeted it. Because um, I think in the same week, I think it's £30 and you get two seminars, one with me and one with Travis Banks. Oh, look at that. So two uh, aggressive, intense guys. <laughs> very different, very different. Yeah, the working angry person the next day. Um, but no, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, just... Yeah, thanks. Yeah. No, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope as well that I can come to you now. This has been two years since we did the original one. Mate, there's I, oh, so much we haven't even touched yeah, on. I know. I've wrestled at like Download Festival, Glastonbury. All this, yeah. Leeds, but but I'm, also, I'm also very aware as well that I've wrestled at that the I know that, Fetish Club. <laughs> but I also know as well that, like, we spoke about it, the, the doors up for progress open at, uh, in like 30 minutes. I oh. know. That yes. you definitely will want to get in yes. and practice some stuff. So I'm, I was very aware of that. So oh, I, yeah. I for anyone that does listen to this after today, let me know what you think of uh, the very shiny Will Ospreay style wrestling gear I might be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> because personally, I rock the jeans quite well. You do. <laughs> I have told you I love the jeans. This shiny stuff. It's um. It's. Very well lost, Bray. <laughs> I love the fact the music started to play as you told me as well. But uh, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Well, we're shaking hands. We are, we are shaking hands. Thank you much, appreciate it. Thank you. I'm getting up to walk off now, though. <laughs> Be back, yeah? How good was that? Um, he said before we started the conversation, he was like, I ramble and uh, my memory's really bad. And I said, that's fine, no problem at all. Uh, as I said, the first time I sat down with him and the swords, it was it was very much me just putting a recorder on and letting everyone kind of chat away. So uh, it's good that he said that he needs his memory sparked because now I'm two years into this and I am able to sit down and have a proper chat and guide and facilitate that conversation. I really wasn't a facilitator, was I, when I first started this. As much as I like to tell myself I was, I definitely was not. Maybe, maybe I'm still not much of a facilitator now, but I like to think that I'm getting a grasp of this little by little every episode I do. I'm approaching the hundredth episode as well, so you'd like to think that a hundred episodes in I'm kinda of getting I'm kinda of getting the hang of this. Just like when you're a wrestler and you start to hit your hundred match and uh you think, Oh I'm getting getting the hang of this now but maybe just like wrestling, maybe I'll get seven hundred episodes in and maybe I'll look back and be like, What were you doing in those first hundred? You thought you had it all figured out and you didn't have a clue. Uh but yeah, uh real treat to sit down and chat with Paul um, forgot how much me, how many memories me and him had shared, and I forgot sometimes how much he'd done. I think we were halfway through talking, starting to talk about progress, and I really missed out the stuff about IPW and and him having those great matches and him being the leaders when they first when they first came about. Uh, had that stuff written down, and I, I went on a tangent and totally forgot about it. But uh, I think we hit a lot of the major stuff, and I look forward to possibly. In another year or two years' time, sitting down with Paul and and he's telling me that he is now full-time and the sky's the limit. And I mean it when I say this, he really is one of my favourite heels out there today. Because uh, for somebody who's so small, he really is so intimidating and I believe everything he does in that ring. So uh, yeah, big thanks to Paul for sitting down and chatting with me. It really was an absolute blinder of a conversation. 
Of course, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please be sure to uh, make sure that everyone online knows about it so we can get more traffic and everyone can hear about Paul's wonderful story. Um, I am at Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter. I am Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster. And I am at Flash Morgan Webster on the Instagram. You can tell I haven't done this a lot, can't you? I'm, I'm mumbling all of my words. And of course, uh, be sure to give uh, Paul a shout out and make sure that Paul knows that you enjoyed the podcast. And if you are looking to uh, train with Paul as well, he um, he gave some of the information as well. Definitely go check out uh, Knuckle Locks on Facebook or on Twitter and uh, get hold of them and go do a brilliant seminar with Travis Banks and Paul Robinson. Really, really couldn't ask for a better two there if uh, intensity and aggression is something you really want to work on. But yeah, big thanks to Paul for being on the show and big thanks to you guys for uh, for listening. I I guess this really does sum everything up and it's my time to say goodbye. I'm going to go pop now and uh, to the post office and pop out uh, one of my blazers, um, my red ones that I wore for Royal Albert Hall, uh, my tights, which I had matching. I've somehow lost a pair of tights along the way, so I'm having to send the blazer back out to the wonderful JJ Creations and ask them to recreate my red tights for me. So I'll get that sent out today, and then I'm going to come back, get some food, go to town and grab some stuff, and hit the gym, and then spend a night of packing before I head out to Phoenix tomorrow. So yeah, if I see you on the uh, Royal Rumble weekend, then have a great time and come and say hi. If I unfortunately don't see you but you are out there, have an absolute better time. And I guess if you're staying at home, enjoy the Rumble and I'll see you down the road. And I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Wrestling Friends. I, of course, have been Flash Morgan Webster. This has been the Wrestling Friends podcast and it's always a pleasure, always a treasure. I promise next week's episode won't be as mumbly. I'll get the stride back. I absolutely promise. But yeah, bye. Thanks for stopping by. Later, people. 